Hey everybody, welcome back to D3 Glory Days on the Sidious Mag Podcast Network. We are back from our vacation and we are launching season three today. Yes, season three, you heard that right. My name is Noah Drotti, joined as always by my lovely co-host, Stu Newstat. Before we get into the meat of today's episode, we wanted to take a moment of your time to announce a new partnership. D3 Glory Days is partnering with the Under Armour All Out Mile a chance to relive your glory days. And Stu is going to come on here to tell you all about it. Yep, that's right. We're partnering with Under Armour D3 Glory Days to the Moon. You might be wondering what this all out mile is and what it entails. So here we go. Between October 1st and October 11th, you'll have the chance to rip your mile. And you might be wondering, well, how am I going to get fit enough to run a really fast mile in October? Well, they have a training plan just for you between August 30th and September 30th. They'll have detailed plans to make sure you run your best mile. It's a virtual program and it's free to sign up and you're already training. So why not do it? You'll have a chance to win cash prizes, gear, and $25,000 will be awarded to the top three charity teams. We're teaming up with the rest of the Sidious Mag podcast network, and we're hoping to have the most milers so we can donate the top prize of $15,000 to the charity of our choice. If you want more information, head to the website, www.uaalloutmile.com, register, select the Sidious Mag team, or you can start your own and you'll be well on your way to running an all-out mile. For episode one of season three, we have a pretty unique interview. Over the last year or two, collegiate athletes have kind of been scattered all over the place. Some took gap years, some stayed on campus to train. COVID kind of threw a wrench into anything. So for today's interview, we're bringing on Elias Lindgren, and Aiden Ryan, two of Williams' finest. Elias and Aiden have spent some time out here where I am in Boulder, Colorado, where they trained with the Roots Running Project while taking a little bit of time off school. But this fall, they're heading back to college. We really enjoyed this conversation. Stu's going to come on here and give you some more of the details. But yeah, it was really fun for me to train with these guys, and I'm excited to share their story on the podcast. Yeah, we had this right after both of them ran unofficially two top five D3 5K times of all time. Aiden running 1351 and Elias running 1353. As you know, Aiden's been on the podcast before, but it was great to hear you know how he's doing and what he's been up to. But the special part of the episode came from Elias. On paper, his 5K was over 15 minutes. And so it looks like he went from 15.0 something to 13.50. And we learned what went into the training, what went into the big jumps, and what we can expect from these two and Williams this fall. It's exciting, uh, you know, having trained with them to see them go back to Division Three as the two fastest D3 teammates of all time on paper. And you know, we're, we're excited to see how their season plays out. So yeah, easing back into things here on episode one of season three, we're really excited to bring you a lot of fun interviews as we go forward. It feels good to be back. 
here's to the glory days. All right, welcome back to D3 Glory Days, and we're excited to have two current Williams runners with us, Elias Lindgren and a second-time guest, Aiden Ryan. Welcome, guys. Thanks, Aiden. Glad to be here. Yeah, you uh, you all have accomplished some some big things here this spring. We're going to get to that in a second. But first, Elias, we've already had Aiden on the podcast, as mentioned. So give some background information on who you are, what you're doing at Williams, and the move to Boulder this spring and, and why you did it. All right. I will be uh, going into my junior year at Williams in the fall. After my sophomore year, um, over the summer, when I heard that our season was being canceled, I decided to take the year off, which honestly, uh, it's funny. I, I hadn't really been planning to do that. I had a feeling the season was going to be canceled, but I figured I'd probably go back to school in any case. And then once it was canceled, I was like, actually, you know, I don't need to do school if I don't want to. I can, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I decided to take the year off and I uh, spent most of it living at home in Philly. Um, I was in the fall, I was working on a, as an intern on a congressional campaign, doing a lot of phone banking. Did they win? And is, was that? No, got crushed. Oh, I'm but, sorry. Uh, it happened. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in any case, uh, as you guys know, Aiden was out in Boulder in the fall. He came on uh, the podcast. And um, after he got back to New York, he texted me. He's like, at some point over the winter, he's like, hey, Elias, I'm going to be going out to Boulder in the spring. Why don't you come with me? Like, that sounds like a great idea. And it was a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I've, I really love being out here. I've gotten in the best shape of my life by a lot. I've loved training with all the Roots guys. And yeah, it's, it's been awesome being out here. All right, I can't wait anymore. How much credit do I deserve <laughs> for the success you, of these two young men. I've, you deserve <laughs> all the credit, Noah. Wow, that's the fastest if, we've gotten if, if to, we a, get to a Noah edit, plug. All medals that we win over the rest of our college careers were legally obligated to send to you. I mean, all the, the athletes medals that I, wins. I give you no credit, Noah. <laughs> the athletes that I've turned you two into, it just, it's just incredible. All right, I'm going back on you. I'm going to let Stu take it from Congratulations, here. Congratulations, Noah. Hold on. Aiden, how nice has it been to have, you know, a teammate out here with you this spring? Because in the fall, you seem to be maybe a little bit alone in terms of college teammates. You had Noah and some of his teammates, but now you have a friendly face. Like, was that pretty beneficial for you this spring? Yeah, yeah, it was great, of course. Um, yeah, it's great to just be able to wake up and walk out the door with a teammate. So uh, training was way better uh, in the spring, um, you know, and obviously... Elias is a good company, so. I mean, I, I guess we should now tell the listeners what you guys did this, uh, you know, this spring. No, wait, spring. Is it spring, summer? Um, you both ran really fast, 5Ks. We're still in spring. It's summer. Okay. Actually, no, it wasn't what, the solstice yet. In any case. Okay, <laughs> so both, what you both did in spring. <laughs> so between the two of you, you ran two of the top five fastest 5Ks of all time in Division Three, if you would have been, you know, officially students at a time. Aiden, you ran 1351. 
Um, Elias ran 13.53, which combined will make you the strongest one-two distance runners in Division Three history when you get back to Williams. I, I guess where, where you're, what does that feel like in the moment? It, <laughs> I guess it doesn't feel like too much just because it feels so normal to train with Elias. Just it feels super regular. Um, plus, we've been sort of removed from the D3 scene for a little bit. So uh, I guess we'll, we'll find out how it feels when we get back to campus training this fall. Um, but it is definitely exciting. It's definitely uh, an extra push on top of everything else to, to get excited for cross-country races and being able to go out having that little bit of extra confidence in each other and uh, in ourselves to, to run well and keep the ball rolling. In my case, honestly, I feel like uh, I really, really surprised myself this spring. Uh, I came out to Boulder at the beginning of March, like not feeling super confident about the shape I was in and, um, you know, started doing workout, workouts with roots and things started clicking. I was like, okay, I'm in some pretty decent shape. Uh, I could run a fast time. And then, um, you know, so I ran two 5Ks while I was out here. Uh, first, uh, first one at Azusa Pacific in California. The second one, sometime Twilight Portland. And after the first one where I ran 14.09, I was, I was shocked by that time. I thought on a really good day, I might run 14 teens. And I realized at that moment, crossing the line, seeing 14.09 on the clock, that I could do something, yeah, really, really special while I was out here. Um, with, with the training I've done in Boulder with Roots. Um, and it was a funny thing, you know, crossing the line at Stumptown and, and 1353, it was obviously I was super, super happy with it. Um, it wasn't the same feeling of surprise though that I had at Azusa because I knew that was the kind of shape I was in. Um, and that that kind of development just of, of my confidence while I've been out here has, has been enormous. Yeah. You're on paper. Your Tifers has you still as a 15, 13, five K, which a 15, 13 to 1409 jump is <laughs> crazy in of itself. But now you, you even go even further and bring it down to 1353. That first minute plus jump, you know, on your TFERS, you have an 823K, which maybe can be seen as like showing some signs of getting there eventually, but you almost took that jump over a year. You said you were shocked and surprised at that one. Was there any indication in training that this was going to happen? I mean, yeah, I, I think to some degree there was, and I wasn't, you know, seeing the signs as clearly as I could have. I, I knew that I was getting into great shape. Um, I was doing some really great workouts. Um, yeah, just over the course of, of April and beginning of May. And they were like, every workout was going well. But I guess, as you said, my PR before that was 15, 13. It was, it was like from some dual meet uh, my freshman year. Uh, but in any case, like, I just, I, I didn't have a sense since I'd never been in that kind of shape before. I didn't have a sense of what kind of time it translated to. I was like, okay great shape what does great shape mean 14 25 that, that sounds that sounds good maybe and then when I had a chance to actually go and, and you know 
see what it translated to. I was like, oh, wow. Great shape means 1409 or, or maybe faster. <laughs> and then as it turned out three weeks later, it meant somewhat faster. But yeah, like I, I think the workouts indicated I was in the shape I was in, but I just had never been in that kind of shape before and didn't like know how to interpret that kind of, that makes sense. Elias, when you first got to Boulder, uh, I mean, you weren't in great shape. You were, you were running, but you weren't doing hard workouts and, and pretty, pretty quickly you were kind of, you know, thrown into a group of post-collegiate runners who were working out at a pretty high level. Um, how did you adapt to that? Did it kind of freak you out at first to like, kind of, you know, not be, not be in great shape and then be kind of thrown into like a high performance environment pretty quickly? Yeah, a little bit. I, I, you know, I think the first few times I showed up for a workout with youth, I was like, man, what, what am I doing here? <laughs> but uh, I knew, you know, once we started working out, I was like, okay, I just have to work on getting dropped gracefully. Because <laughs> the first couple workouts, I was like, you know, like if we're doing a tempo, maybe a mile in, I'd, you know, there'd be like a 10 meter gap. I'd be failing by 10 meters. So like, ah, I'm I'm, I'm doing this well. I'm, I'm getting dropped gracefully. And then another mile in the 10 meter gap would be a hundred meter gap. <laughs> and I would realize I was not doing as good of a job as I thought. Um, but within a few weeks, um, yeah, I, I, I started to really, things started to click and I started to not, you know, just worry about how I was going to get dropped at a workout. I started to worry about, you know, think about not getting dropped. <laughs> I would honestly give a lot of uh, credit for that to, to Will Cross who uh, just as I was like starting to get, you know, into, into shape a little bit, um, he came back from a little time off and he was kind of just starting to build back up. And so I just kind of rode that train as he was getting back into shape. I just got into shape with him. Um, and we, you know, for the past couple of months, probably, you know, we training partners pretty much every workout. Just for a reference for everybody, we'll cross 217 marathoner um, who was getting back into track shape. Um, so really solid athlete to be working out with. Just some context. Aiden, you also had a big PR of 32 seconds to go under 14 for the first time. You were tenths off of the D3 record. Did you realize that after you crossed the line or how long did it take you to realize how close you were to the record? Um, I... I, I knew what the record was going in um, and I knew like, you know, coming down the home stretch or seeing the seconds tick up and I knew it was going to be close. Um, and then I knew when I crossed the line, I, I saw like 51 high. So I knew I probably didn't quite get it, but uh, I knew it was right around, right around there. You know, if you broke the record unofficially, were you contemplating like what your feelings would be of, you know, setting the D3 record, but really you didn't because you're not enrolled? Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> I guess, uh, the, the fact is I wasn't enrolled. So I, it didn't really matter, uh, if I got the record or not, I knew that I'd have to, you know, lies and I are going to have to come back and set real marks next year. So I knew that going in, so I wasn't too concerned about it. Before we kind of move on to your plans for uh, next year and the rest of your collegiate careers, um, let's kind of let's kind of wrap up your time in Boulder. Maybe each of you could just kind of tell the audience some things you learned out here that you'll take back to campus with you. Just um, you know about running or about training or about your own kind of limitations or 
lack thereof. Um, Elias, you want to go first? One thing I learned is like training doesn't have to be super fancy. Training, uh, Richie, the roots coach, was giving me uh, just doing like some part licks, some intervals, some, some longer tempos on long runs. The one thing I guess I wasn't as familiar with training wise was those like longer tempos, like, like 10 miles of tempo was something I'd say over this year off, I started like doing some workouts like that a little bit, just kind of dipping my toes in, um, for that more aerobic stuff. But in any case, um, it can be pretty simple and, and simple is effective. You just need like a solid two or three workouts a week, you know, decent mileage, like nothing crazy. I was in like eighties while I was out here um, and good people to train with. And that plus, I guess, you know, five and a half thousand feet of altitude um, is a formula to get into pretty awesome shape. Yeah, I was thinking along along those lines too. Like, uh, <laughs> I guess maybe the the details don't really matter that much <laughs> about what you do. Um, you know, just getting in the work consistently. Uh, yeah, and again, those long tempos, like hard long runs, like making long run a workout, was something that I did for the first time. Uh, I guess late last fall, and sort of rode that through the winter. And um, like Elias, got in the best shape I've ever been in, and I. You know, I think just from doing those long aerobic workouts, um, just because maybe in part because it was a new stimulus, so sort of those, uh, I guess, like new gains. <laughs> but uh, uh, I think also just because that's just such a natural foundation for distance running. So uh, yeah, the those sort of just simple hard sessions um, go a long way, and uh, the thing that I guess I, I learned about limitations or lack thereof. Um, it was more just, uh, I, I picked up a small injury uh, in the spring, I think stemming from maybe, maybe the COVID lifestyle of being pretty sedentary all day and just sitting down. And um, I guess I hadn't appreciated that like just living like the healthy active lifestyle um, all day rather than just uh, on the workouts goes a long way as well. It's something I wish I had done. Yeah. Looking, looking at this fall after you guys had this monster performances out in Colorado and, and obviously where you guys ran those at those meets, you know, you're going to come back to a team that hasn't seen you all in a year, heard stories of breaking 14 and you're going to be grouped with three freshmen that broke 15 minutes this year. Are you guys getting super excited for cross country? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next question. Yeah. 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 We are we are super super excited for us. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun team battle. As we had Joe Freiberger on the podcast, sounds like him and a bunch of seniors are coming back, plus some underclassmen. You know, can you give any insight as to which super early track just ended, but team battle wise, like. Do you feel pretty confident with you two plus who you have back in Williamstown? Yeah, I think it's safe to say we would we would like to win nationals, but uh, <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing for us would be to just you know take it day by day. I think we got a little um, maybe a little carried away, so, so single minded focus on the national championship in 2019. Uh, I am I'm 
very excited, but also want to want to stay reserved <laughs> and just tackle the workouts as they come. So you guys also have another interesting dynamic at play, which I've talked to each of you about kind of individually a little bit with every race you go to your biggest competition is going to be each other on paper, at least, um, you know, being two guys in the top five all time, you're going to have to compete against each other, but also work collaboratively, obviously, to achieve your team goals. Um, how do you envision that dynamic playing out? And what are you guys going to do to make sure, you know, things are always kosher between the two of you? Uh, I think I'll shun Elias all year. Just no, not yeah, we're, become, we're going to become worst enemies. <laughs> Bitterly competitive. You know, we're not going to speak to each other after a month of cross. I think there's a healthy level of toxic competitive environment <laughs> <laughs> that we want to get. I think it'll be great <laughs> going to these meets together. Um, I mean, hopefully we'll be able to, you know, book plane tickets to meets where we're not each other's biggest competition. Or we can go in really as, you know, teammates trying to tackle some bigger dogs, um, you know, and work together in that way. But uh, it's also great to know that, you know, if, if we have to get it done at a rinky-dink meet, um, you know, we can we can go and, and help each other out and set a fast pace and go get the job done, so. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I, I think, I, I'm i just so grateful that, like, I'm gonna have Aiden to train with and he's gonna have me to train with and also to race with, like, there are going to be meets where if it were one of us and not both, there, there would just be, you know, no one to work with. And if we, it, it'll give us some experience before we get to the end of the season of having someone to actually compete against, which we wouldn't have without each other, um, which I think is really, really, really great. So as you, as you head back to campus with these new PRs and, and these big goals, what do you what do you hope to accomplish outside of the team title being a, a big goal? Aiden, you've obviously won a national title in the fifteen hundred and have a couple other All American awards. Elias, you haven't done anything yet in terms of those awards. He's so got what nothing. You, no, okay. hey, I'm a I'm a double asterisk <laughs> lazy. Oh, from, <laughs> from qualifying. Yeah, I I I got the non participation trophy. For the 2019-2020 uh, indoor season for fall. Oh, that's very that's very impressive, Elias. It's very <laughs> thanks, Noah. I'm sorry to tarnish your resume. I've done something. Sorry, Noah. How many how many accolades do you have that you're holding over Elias here? <laughs> Come on, man. I, I've got a couple of certificates that I can put over Elias's head. Okay, I got a couple of them. Somebody answer Stu's question. Back <laughs> off, Noah. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> what are our goals? Oh. Um, like outside of the team title, because we've already mentioned that. Like, what, yeah. do you, what do you hope to accomplish now with your unofficial marks? Obviously, they're official in your eyes, but on the record board, they're unofficial. Um, I mean, maybe to speak for both of us, um, I think we would you know, we'd like to sort of work our way through the record books and, you know, set a bunch of, uh, you know, top maybe one, two marks um, in a few of the events. I think that'd be pretty excellent. Um, you know, and again, uh, being able to show up at nationals and, and you know, sh compete 
uh, with each other, but also just to prove that, you know, we, uh, you know, well, <laughs> can get it done. Um, plus, uh, the in Indoor Nationals is going to be in Boston this, this winter, which will basically feel like a home meet for us. Uh, last time I was in Boston, pretty much everyone on our track team was there. Um, so I'm just, I'm so excited to be able to race in front of, in front of all of our teammates, uh, which will be a super special experience. I, I think that's circled on my calendar as, as one of my biggest uh, uh, goals, just to, to show up uh, in March then. Um, yeah, and then for outdoor, yeah, I think, I think being able to go out as, as a, a pair of D3 guys and, and run well at, at some big meets. Um, I think that uh, being able to, to, you know, say we're, uh, you know, good runners outside of just, you know, without the asterisks of good, you know, four D3. Um, I think that's something we both really want to do. Um, and just, you know, be, be able to compete with other just good runners. So really looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it checked off a lot of the boxes there. I mean, as you said, we've run, you know, unofficially, un, unattached, uh, not enrolled. We've, we've run two of the top five 5K times um, in D3 of all time. So I don't think it's, it's like too much hubris to say that I think we really can put a real mark on the record books um, between the two of us. And yeah, um, show up not just for cross, but, but indoor and outdoor. Um, and especially in track, um, I'm, you know, looking for the, to the opportunity to run some bigger beats, um, but, you know, with, with, with some really great competition. Um, and also to take the opportunity to, you know, come back to Williams as, you know, as team leaders um, after a year off, you know, reintegrating with, with people we haven't seen in a while. There's going to be like two new classes of guys who we've never met or before, never trained with before. Um, and uh, to try to set the, the best example we possibly can for, for those guys and help bring them up. Elias, what was your role on the team over the last couple of years did you have a leadership role at all will this be kind of a new thing for you to step into when you get back yeah it, it'll be a new thing for sure I mean you know last time I was on the team it was kind of we kind of had an upper training group that was me and Aiden and seven seniors um, who who all you know we kind of all did our workouts together and and we were the top group and obviously being in that group with with seven seniors they were mostly taking on the like leadership roles on the team um i'd say the two of us took a little, little more of a back seat in that regard and so yeah that'll be a new thing when we come back speaking of big meets you guys were talking about have you had conversation with your current coaches about getting you to those big meets come the spring has that conversation started like going out to california at all I guess we haven't really talked about it yet for next season, but um, I know that was, uh, you know, California was definitely, um, we were hoping to be able to go to California last spring um, or, you know, like a year ago. Uh, so 
I think, you know, with, with us running these times, uh, I think that's on everyone's mind. Uh, really, you know, our, our, our event coach and our head track coach, I think they're all got it in the back of, on the back burner for now. So uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully we'll make it out to SoCal. What is, what is the 10K doing for you guys? I mean, obviously huge success over the 5K. The 10K is uncharted territory. Have you guys been, you know, given that event any thought? The 10K is definitely uncharted territory, as you said, for both of us. I think we both think of ourselves as like kind of 1,500 5K guys. Um, but also, like, I think how I've developed over the past year, and especially the spring, I've just done a lot of aerobic stuff that I haven't done before. And then I both talked about those like tempo long runs that we, you know, were kind of a new thing for us. And so I've, I think I've moved from feeling more comfortable as a 15 guy to being more comfortable as a 5k guy, perhaps. Uh, I think my sweet spot is still probably below the 10k, but probably going to try one at some point. And we'll see what happens. I would love to do a 10K only, only just to nab your college best, Noah. Um, I, I think that's pretty comfortably within your <laughs> wheel, wheelhouse at this point. I think you should have maybe a slightly higher aim. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe Elias and I can do a 10K relay and try to beat, uh, beat Frank. Yeah, yeah that's, that's maybe a better goal. <laughs> out of reach. Well, not out of reach, but he beat us this time. <laughs> yeah, the 10K is, uh, you know, it's long. It's tough to get in a track season with a, a bunch of meets on the schedule. It's hard to recover from. As someone who's never run one before, I could say that with utmost confidence. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we'll see. You know, maybe the coaches throw one of us in it for, for points that – a conference meet or something well yeah who knows you guys kind of had the unique experience of you know seeing what post-collegiate running was like as you were still collegiates and so I think a lot of talented uh collegiate runners graduate they're just like okay now what do I do and I think you guys now see kind of what happens in those years after graduation did that make you want to pursue post-collegiate running more or less does yeah, it have to be with you more does it have to be in Boulder? It, I don't. I don't have to be involved. It can be. It can be anywhere. And in, in fact, if it makes you feel better, you can remove me from the equation entirely. That simplifies things. Um, much, much as you might think that I, you know, was hanging out with you guys and thinking, oh man, I don't want to end up like these losers. Um, in fact, it it made me. Uh, um, being out here made me want to run post collegiate a lot more, actually. Um, yeah, it, I thought it was super cool to see a lot of people um, well out of college, still just really loving the sport, going out and doing it every day and working hard. And it, it became pretty clear to me that that's something I absolutely want to do for as long as I can. Yeah, I mean, same. <laughs> I think... Uh... You know, why, why stop doing the thing that gets us so amped up and so excited? Um, and, and why stop when, when we think we can keep on going further? Um, you know, I, I would like to, 
I would like to keep trying to set the bar higher and, and just see how far, you know, I could push myself. Um, plus, yeah, being able to sort of see a little more up close uh, what it's like to, to train post-collegiately. Um, I mean, it, it's, it, it's sort of the life I had already envisioned of, you know, you, you got your job and you got your running and you, uh, you take care of both and you, you improve, so. Well, cool, guys. Elias and Aiden, thank you guys so much for joining us. I know a lot of people are excited to see what you do back in the NCAA bubble. And, uh, yeah, make us proud. I'll make you proud. Now. And Stu. You too, Stu. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us on, guys. That does it for episode one of season three of D3 Glory Days. A special thanks to Under Armour All Out Mile for partnering with us for these next month or so. We're excited to see you all go out and crush a mile. So be sure to check out the link in the show notes and sign up for the Sidious Mag team. We're hoping to have the most milers. We can donate money to charity. We hope you enjoyed this one with Elias and Aiden. It was great to hear about their big 5K PRs and what they're looking forward to heading into the fall. If you haven't heard already, we just launched, or I guess we relaunched our website, made some additions. We're going to have articles. We're going to have rankings. We're going to have the works here this fall. So be sure to check out d3glorydays.com. As always, we'll be back next Tuesday for more. Here's to the glory days.